Welcome everyone to another week of Ramban Ala Parsha. We're up to Parsha's Kitetse. Um, I'd like to do today the first three little bits. It's because not just we see them as connected, Chazal see them as connected, right? Again, the whole smichos ha-parshas. Ooh, if you have a, a Marian Ashes, your fastoar, then you'll come to Hader and then it'll be Kiti Yele Ish Nashim. And if you do that, your child will be a Ben Sorumar. Chazal see one as leading to the other. So I want to do those three Rambans together. And one other Ramban, Kan Sipor, which at least in the Ramban Ala Torah is kind of headquarters for all discussions of Tameh HaMitzvot. I think that kind of stands on its own because it's fascinating. But the first three are connected to each other. So why don't we do those? So the Parsha begins. You win the war, you get captives. Right? And you see a, a woman and she's beautiful and she's beautiful to you, not objectively, she may or may not be, but you find her beautiful and you desire her. Now, obviously without reading all the psukim, Although it goes on, you bring her home and you make her look ugly, at least in one telling of the, of the parsha. She sits there and she cries for a month. Only then can you marry her. Not at the beginning. Okay. Now. Let's look at the Ramban. Obviously, the story itself is, I don't want to say bizarre, but the halacha itself is bizarre. I, I was Zoha, for example. I am Zoha to have two sons, both of whom served in the IDF. Neither of them did I sit them down before they went to the army and say, listen, I was never Zoha to the mitzvah of Eshes But if you get an opportunity, it doesn't seem like that kind of mitzvah. It's hard to imagine that the Torah wants us to do the mitzvah of Eishis Yifas Torah. So let's look at the Ramban. There's a number of Rambans on Eishis Yifas Torah. I'll, I'll just pick out some. But the Ramban on Pasuk Yud Aleph says, V'hizkir hakatu v'chashaktaba. The first thing is the Torah says you desire her. Shelo yatirana lo rak mipnei acheshek. Piyot yitzro mitgaber alav. He says the Ramban. The reason the Torah says v'chashaktaba, you desire her, is because otherwise... There's nothing to discuss. The whole mitzvah is to allow you to do this if you desire her. Um, so the first thing the Ramban says, is very personal. You have an overwhelming desire for this woman. Okay, then the halacha of Eishetifas Torah applies. But for you to say, oh, I found a nice shidduch in jail, in the war, for my brother, for my father, no, it doesn't work that way. That's not the din of Eishetifas Torah. Okay, so it has to do with your overwhelming desire. But we could ask the following question, which is, okay, but what's the chiddush? Meaning, it's not an iser d'oraisa to sleep with a non-Jewish woman. It's a drabanan, it's clear you're not supposed to do it, but it's not an Isr So what's the whole Chiddush of the Parsha of Eishis Yifas Tar? So let's move on to the next Ramban. 
And this is something I really want to emphasize because I think most people don't see it. And the Ramban is all over this. Says the Ramban, Vahatam b'pasha hazo mipnei shehi mitgayeret ba'al karcha. A shocking thing, says the Ramban. We know this is how gear works. If you want to convert, you have to be makabal ol malchus shamayim, you have to be makabal ol mitzvos, you have to want to do this. Says the Ramban, there's an exception to that. The exception is Ashes Yefastar. You could do it against her will. We don't ask her if she wants to be Jewish, right? The word lehit yahed, obviously, in the Megillah, comes up a lot, right? You know, um, it means to become Jewish, lehit yahed. There's a form of gerus that applies to an Ashes Yefas that doesn't apply anyplace else. Aval yomar la habal shetishmor Torah Yisrael baal karcha v'taazov yirata. Right, the soldier, the husband says, "I'm forcing you to convert. I'm going to force you to convert and to leave your previous your, your previous religion." So, first of all, it's a shocking thing. Again, I can't emphasize this enough. You know, nowadays in Israel, it's a huge issue. Right, what's the level of commitment to Shmirah Samishos that you need? to convert. Here the Ramban says, you don't need anything. Now it's true, the husband could force her in certain ways, but the idea that there's a geirus balkarcha, I think is something that most of us would find very, very surprising. But the Ramban now going to read it into the psukim. That's why you give her a month or more to cry and mourn her parents. Ki ta'azov et amav et elokeha. She's leaving her past. She's leaving her God. V'hu midrashosh Rabbi Akiva. Ein aviha ela avodas gilulim. Kinyan shnemar omrim lo'etz avi ata. Ule'even at yiladetanu. Right? We have this, this drush of Rabbi Akiva that people look at avodah zara as their parents. So says Raman, that's what she's crying about. V'haklal. She's mourning the fact that she's being forced to join another, another religion, another people. Says the Ramban, it's possible. They force her to go to mikvah against her will, like they do with slaves. Slaves is not a great precedent. He's talking about an, an Evid Kenani who's supposed to convert and do mitzvahs like a woman when he's taken, when, when you take him as an Eved. But the idea applies. There is such, a, there is another Geirus that's not completely willing. And because she's not doing it willingly and she's not converting properly, so the Torah says, you have this extended period of time in which she's in your house, but you're not allowed to marry her. Okay, and again he says, Right, this is like other Mepharshim. This is not Lechatchila. We don't really want him to marry a woman who was forced to convert. So all the time that she sits in a house and she cries and she has, is a machlok that we shown whether her hair is cut off or her hair has grown long, her nails are cut off, or her nails are grown long. But when she's sitting and crying on the floor, 
it's clear that she's not at her most attractive. And that's what we want, because we don't want him to marry her. And therefore, says the Ramban, the chidush of Eishis Yefas Toar is less the fact that you're allowed to sleep with her, and more the fact that there's such a thing called Geiris Bal Karcha. Just so you'll know, there's a machlokis Rashi and Tosos, how you read the Psukim. Rashi thinks that you, you're not allowed to sleep with her immediately. She has to go through the whole process. He meets her. He wants to sleep with her. Goes through the whole process. At the end, he can sleep with her. Tosus asks on Rashi, if that's the case, then why does it mean Dibra Torah, Right? We all know the Gemara and Kedushin, the whole discussion, why Eishis Yifas Torah is Mutar? And the idea is, Imlo Yatirena Yisa'ena Be'isar. It's almost like Ki'ilu, we forced God's hand. If you're not going to be mad to this, we're going to do it anyway, right? That raises a whole bunch of questions about our relationship to mitzvos and a whole bunch of questions about the role of halacha. But in the, at the end of the day, that's what the Gemara says. And so Tosus asks on Rashi, where's the, the Yetzirah if you're not going to let him sleep with her immediately? But Rashi Shita is Rashi Shita, and we're not, you know, Tosus' question is a question you can answer. But the, the Chidush of Geirus Baal Karch, I think, is the main part of Of course, part of it must be that there are mitzvos that we don't really want you to do. Right? The Ramban doesn't address it directly, but it exists. Of course, there are mitzvos that are conditional. Right? I have to eat matzah, I have to blow shofar, I have to sit in a sukkah, I have to do all those mitzvos, whether I do it, whether I'm obligated or not. Of course I'm obligated, I'm a Jew. But then there are mitzvos like a mezuzah. If I'm homeless, I'm potter from mezuzah. There's a mitzvah like ma'akeh. If I don't have a porch from which somebody could fall, if I don't have a swimming pool, I'm not chayv in the mitzvah of makeh. It's just not my responsibility to be that, to do that mitzvah. Turns out there's a third category of mitzvos, or I'll call them dinim, right? The, the Ramam describes m- the mitzvah of din yifas toar. It's a din. The Torah doesn't want me to do it. I suppose the Torah doesn't want me to get divorced, but gerishin is a mitzvah. No, it's not a mitzvah. It's a din. Evid Kenani, Evid Ivri. I don't think the Torah really is in favor of slavery. I really don't. But I think if you live at a time where everybody has slaves, so the Torah limits your ability and requires you to do certain things to make it more moral. Okay? That's Eishis Yifas Torah. Now, the next parsha in the Torah is Kitiyenle Ishtei Nashim, Ha'achat Ahuva Ve'achat Sinua. You have two wives. One you love, one you hate. V'yaldu lo vanim ha'ahuva ve'ha'sinua. The firstborn is the wife that you hate. You can't favor the, the son of the wife you love. He gets a double portion. So first of all, even before we get to the Raman, it's hard to read this, and the words especially without thinking of Yaakov and Rachel and Leah, right? The Torah describes Leah as Snuah and Rachel as Ahuva. And in fact, you know, Yosef is the son of Rachel and Reuven is the son of Leah. Okay, I'm just raising that because I think it's a fascinating topic, but we're not going to deal with that right now. What are we going to deal with? So the Ramban says as follows, Lo ben First of all, just to know, the double portion that the Bechor gets is not a double portion objectively. It means if you have four sons, then you split it into five, and he gets twice as much as everybody else, but he doesn't get 50% of your property. 
Okay, now the Ramban. Lo yuchal avaket ben ho'avah. Az harash shelo ya'aseze v'chein kulam. It's an interesting linguistic point, but it's a, it's a really a great one. What does the Torah mean, lo yuchalivaket ben ha'uva? I can do anything I want. I have bechir chavsh, so of course I can. So Raman says, no, you see this language in the Torah, it doesn't mean you don't have the ability. It means you don't have the permission. Az harash lo ya'aseze. It's a warning. Of course you can. But you're not supposed to. V'chein kulam. All examples of this in the Torah. Lo tuchal lechol bisharecha. Why can't? Why can't I? Because the Torah says you can. Lo tuchal latet alecha ish nachri ashalo achichahu. In terms of a king. Of course you could. But the Torah doesn't give you permission. It's really kind of a deep point. Right? In the Ramban's reading, if the Torah says it's usur, it means you can't. Of course physically you can. But you can't in the sense that the Torah doesn't want you to. Va'amar unkelos bekulam les lach rishus. You don't have permission. And if you don't have permission, you can't do it. It's really like a mindset that, you know, if the Torah told me I can't do this, so I can't do it. I, I really could. Okay, that's how the Torah works. Va'atam lo titen yecholat l'naf la'asod kacha. I can't allow myself to do it. V'hu maflig ba'azhara. Right? It's a way of the Torah either exaggerating or scaring you or, you know, to not do a lotase. It doesn't just tell you you're not supposed to. It tells you you can't. You can't means you're not allowed to. V'chein. Ki atabachor ben asnuwa yakir latet lo pishnaim. Mitzvat asei shiyanchileno pishnaim. It's a mitzvah to say that the bachor gets a double portion. Therefore, if you give the same portion to the Bechor and to the other sons, you're in violation of an Asay and a Los Asay. And of course, it won't matter. It won't hold up. Why? You're what we call a Masna al-Mashakasuba Torah. The Torah said you're not allowed to do it. You decided to do it. What you said doesn't matter because halacha governs us and not your desire. So you love the younger son more. It's okay. It doesn't help. Okay. Right? It, it, it won't happen. It's, it's like the Torah says, Lo yuchal. You're not allowed to, and therefore it doesn't matter. You can't do it. If he hides the fact, okay, it's a problem. Now, there are halachic ways, bizman azed, in other words, you know, to, to set up a system where your children get exactly what you want them to get. But mitzad adin in the Torah, this is how it's supposed to work. Okay, so the, Ram, the Ramban here has this interesting idea that lo yuchal avaket ben ha'ava means almost literally you're not allowed to, and therefore you don't have the, the ability to. Okay, that's ben ha'ova o ben asnua, and again, the, the parallels to Yosef and, 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 and Reuven and Rachel and Leah, I'll leave to you, but I, I, you know, it's a fascinating one. And I, I, I think the Torah wants us to do that, especially, you know, it says, um, the word Ono, which is how the Torah describes Reuven also. Okay. But if all these things happen, if you take an Ashish Yufas Torah and you hate her, we come to the next parsha. Okay, you get, you get a ben so more. Everybody knows that the Gemara says there, there won't be a ben so more. 
But that's not what the Ramban focuses on. The Ramban focuses on what allows us to punish this person. It's clear that a Ben Sorimor is punished in an exaggerated sense. There's, no, there's nothing you could find that would be a chiv misa on a Ben Sorimor, even in theory. But the Ramban wants to make sure he's chiv something. Like, what's the sin that even in an exaggerated sense becomes a chiv misa? But what did he do wrong? So it's fascinating. So first he says, Aldat Raboteinu Eino Katan. Chazal say he's not a Katan. Why? Sheha Katan Patur Mikol Onshin Sheba Torah. Umikol Hamitzvos. Avalhu Hamevish Tesarot. Vihine Yesh Alav Shne Onshin. So first he says, the child, the Ben Sorumar who we're punishing, must be physically mature. He must be a child who we could be Mechaev in Averos. Right? He has a sense of, uh, not just a sense of obligation, but the halacha applies to him. If he's 11 years old, maybe the halacha doesn't apply to him. He's a katan. But says the Ramban, we obviously are talking about somebody who's a bar onshin, otherwise the whole thing wouldn't make sense. Now, fascinating part. What are the two averos that the Ramban points to? And I'll tell you in advance, he points to things that perhaps you and I wouldn't think are averos, so at least the first one. Ha'echad, he says, Shehu makle umam rebahem. I'm sorry, the first one we do know. He's disrespectful to his parents. Okay, what's the onish for that? Not sure. That's one Avera. He says, Vahasheni shehu zolel He's a glutton. Okay, what's the Avera for being a glutton? Over amashenitztavenu kidoshim tihiyu. Says Ramban, no, 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 that's what I told you in Kedoshim, maybe the most famous Ramban ever. He's a Novel Bishus HaTorah. Okay, so he's unethical. No, says the Ramban, Novel Bishus HaTorah, violation of Kedoshim Tiyu, that's a real Isser Torah. And he's violating it. Venemar Od. Now, now, he's going to expand on it, but it really teaches us a lesson. The Torah says, Voto Ta'avodu Uvotid Bakun. You're supposed to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're supposed to cleave to him. It's a real mitzvah. And says the Ramban, It's not just a nice thing that you should think about God, that you should want to feel close to God. It's a mitzvah satorah. And if you're a zolel v'sove, you're in violation of that mitzvah satorah. Va'alaklal, ein bo atachet mavet. It's true. Right now, he's not... There's no capital crime. He's not some, he didn't do anything that would require the death penalty. Val shame sofo hunidon. Right? The Gemara says the same thing. He's being punished for his future. Kamoshi's kiu rabotenu. What does this mean? Vizetaam v'chol Yisrael yishmu Now the Ramban moves on to a second problem. One is what he's being punished for. So Ramban says he is being punished for doing Averos. They're not of Misa, but they are Averos. Second thing, but why does the Torah say, V'chol Yisrael Yishmu V'yiro? Why does it have to be done publicly? Why does everybody have to see? This is interesting. Says Raman, Mas Bigodel Cheto. He's not being charged because he's murderer. He's a murderer. He's not being publicly, publicly killed because of the severity of his crime. Ela Liyaser Boetarabim. Says the Ramban, it's what we would call in English deterrence. It's true. He's not getting the appropriate onesh for his avera, but it's deterrence. 
Why do we want to deter people? Because he's a threat to the system. A person who rejects Torah completely, who rejects his parents completely, you know, that's really, really bad for the system. The system works if children respect their parents and if they have a relationship and there's a mesorah. Says the Ramban, in my words, whenever you see in the Torah, it's because there's a threat to the system. Not because the chait is so chamor, but because there's a threat to the system. Look at the examples. Now, what's a zakein mamre? He's on the Bezdin Hagado. He just disagrees with their psak. Why is he going to be killed? Right? It's not a, a, a capital crime. But the system won't work. If Bezdin Hagadol is not the final word, nobody's going to trust in the system. Nobody's going to know what the halacha is. So therefore, kal ha'am yishmu v'ira, when he's put to death, because he is a threat to the system. V'chein be'edim zomimin. Right? We have a system. We want to rely on two edim as if it's the absolute truth. But if people are going to come to court and make stuff up, right? So he says, They're killed even though they didn't kill anybody. They're killed if they try to kill somebody. Same issue there. An insider to Avodazar. The Ramban goes on to say, the people didn't even do it. It doesn't matter. They're a chata'im that fit into a category where they're threats to the system. And if they're a threat to the system, says the Ramban, then the Torah says, kill them publicly. Etc., etc. So it's not the severity of the crime. The Ramban sees the problem with Ben Sorumor as being the threat to the system. The threat to the system has to be punished severely and has to be punished publicly so that other people don't do it. Okay, so so far we've done the three opening parashiot in the Torah, Eishifas Toar, Ashim, and Ben Soreru Moreh. The connections you'll, you'll have to do on your own, but the thematic connections are clear. Now, let's go for our last Ramban to the mitzvah of Kan Sipor. Says the Torah, I'm in Perk Chafbet, Pasuk Vav, Ki Karei Kan Sipor Lefanecha Badech Bechaleitzu Ala Aretz, Okay, so first of all, most of us, for no good reason, are in love with the mitzvah of Kan Sipor. Oh, it's true. It says, Right? The schar you get for Kan Sipor is Arichus Yamim, which is why people, I was once in Bar Park, and there's signs up, you could hire somebody who'll find you a Kan Sipor, and then you could be Yotze in the mitzvah by sending the mother away. I think this is completely wrong. Rishonim think it's completely wrong. There are some Rishonim who think it's an Isser, but it's a Lavanitak Lase. If you happen to want the, bird, the, the, the eggs to eat, so at least send away the mother bird so you, know, so you won't be over or to fix the Lotase of taking the eggs. But really, 
there's no benefit to it, and nobody wants it, and you shouldn't do it. Why there's a, a reward of Arichus Yamim, I don't know. That you'll have to figure out on your own. But let's look at the Ramban. Let's do Ta'amea Mitzvot, because it's a fascinating topic. So first of all, says the Ramban, Gamzo mitzvah It's not a new mitzvah in Devarim, it's of the type with the fact that you're prohibited from killing the mother cow and the baby cow on the same day. Kiatam bishnehem, because they're, they're related. Levilti heyot lanu lev achzari This is the Ramban. The real reason is you don't want to be arrogant. You don't want to be haughty. You don't want to be hard-hearted. You want to be merciful. It's a mean thing to do to kill the child and the mother. Second possibility. Or the Torah doesn't want you, you know, the, the extinguishing of a species is a terrible thing. The Rav used to say each individual animal doesn't matter, but to get rid of a whole type of animals, a whole species, when God created that species for whatever reason, that's a problem. So killing the mother and the son sounds like, you know, and, and taking the eggs and killing the, getting rid of the eggs and, and shooing off the mother, it sounds like you're, you're, you're uprooting the whole species, even though the Torah is matir shechita, but they're individual, not the whole species. If you take the mother and the eggs when the mother could easily fly away, um, it's like you're, you're extinguishing the whole species. Okay, so the Ramban says, despite the Gemara that talks about a person who says, you know, have rachamim on me, like you had rachamim on the, on the Kansipor, that's, that's a problem with your tefillah. The Ramban ignores that for now, and he says, no, the reason for Kansipor is either destroying a whole species, or it will make you hard-hearted. The Rambam agrees. He doesn't have to agree with the Rambam. He came first. V'kosav b'mor nevuchim, says the Rambam in the Mora, ki ta'am shiluach hakan v'ta'am otove et b'no lo tishchatu b'yom echad, k'day lahazhir shelo yishchot habein b'inei ha'em. Now, the reason is you don't want to shech the child in front of the mother. Why? This is fascinating stuff. Ki yesh l'behemot da'aga gidola b'zeh. Because animals have feelings. The Rambam knows that animals don't talk. Right? Nevertheless, the Rambam says, there's a level of feeling in an animal There's nothing to do with the ability to communicate. And a mother cow feels terrible for their child. And God forbid you kill the child in front of the mother. It's a mean, it's a cruel thing to do. Right? The, the ability to feel terrible, or to feel sad, or to feel connected to your child, it's almost instinctive. Animals have that. Says the Ramban. Well, if that were the case, it would just be usher to shecht the child in front of the mother. Okay, but nevertheless, the gzera is the gzera and the halacha is the halacha. But says the Rambam, The Rambam thinks the beneficiary of the mitzvah of Kansipor 
is the, um, is the animal. So the Ramban says, at the end of the day, I still think I'm right, that it's for our benefit. What's our benefit? Our benefit means it'll make me a better person. And the Ramban, we're going to run out of time, so I'll just tell you this. It's a long Ramban, but it's really worth reading. The Ramban gets to the point where he says, the Rambam says there are two shitos. There's Tame Amitsos, and there's people who don't care about Tame Amitsos. And we paskin like the people who care about Tame Amitsos, and every single mitzvah has a Tam. Says the Ramban, no, no, there's really only one shita. The people who say that that's not the reason for the mitzvah, they're saying that because it's not for God's benefit. They're saying every single mitzvah, the beneficiary is me. Well, how, how do I benefit? It teaches me some kind of character trait that I wouldn't otherwise have. It does something good for the world. God is not hungry. He doesn't need a carbon. God doesn't need any of these things. But God wants us to be better people. Therefore, God gave us the mitzvos. Okay, so let's stop here. So Tamea mitzvos was, was in Kansipor. The Rambam obviously believes that everything has a reason. The Ramban also believes so. The Rambam thinks it's a machlokas. The Ramban thinks it's not. All mitzvos have reasons. The beneficiary of all mitzvos is us, not God. Plus the first three Rambans that we saw at the beginning of the Parsha. Hope this was helpful. Have a great week and a Shabbat Shalom. Shalom.